listening to the official podcast of the congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. Say that, say live a life doesn't say go through life. See, I don't believe in going through life. I believe in living life. To live your life means to be alive in your life. Try that. Say, be alive in your life. Has anybody besides me ever been driving somewhere and you end up in the parking lot of the place you were headed and you wonder how you got there? So a couple weeks ago, I had to go to CVS. And I left my house, true story, and I was just like out there somewhere, daydreaming, and I pulled into the CVS parking lot and I went, how'd I get here? And why am I here? It's a true story. If you're not careful, you'll do that through your 20s. Next thing you know, you're 30, then you're 40. Come on, somebody. Then you're 50. And so the Bible says, be alive in your life. Say, say, be alive in your life. So I don't want you just to go through January. I want you to be alive in your January, alive in your February, alive, alive in your March, alive in your April, be alive in your life. Okay, so he says, live a life worthy of the calling you receive. This is like so much right there. Live a life worthy. In other words, honor it. Honor. Honor your life. Live a life worthy of the calling. The calling means your charge, your assignment, your mission, your responsibility. Every person here has been given a charge, an assignment, a mission, a responsibility. Say this. Say, I have been given a responsibility. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works. What do I expect from you as a pastor this year? Good works. What do I expect next year? Good works. Because you have been created to do good works. It actually means in the Greek, God kind of works. See, you're not going to be standard. You're not going to be regular. You're not going to be normal because you are created in the image of God to do God kind of works. Say this. Say God works. So you're created to do God works. To do good works is God works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So this is so powerful. The pathway has already been paved. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. How can he direct your path? Because he knows where you're supposed to go. Because God knows if your 2020 turned out good. You should ask him about it. Like, hey, how great was I? For you are his workmanship, your work of art, created in Christ Jesus to do 
God kind of works. Now, I know that you've been through pressure. I know that you're going through trials. I know that you're going through tests. I know that the road gets kind of funky sometimes. But in the midst of all that, there is a supreme and superior call on your life that is bigger than anything you are facing. So God has the audacity to call shaky people to do sturdy projects, even though he knows we're feeling shaky. It's powerful stuff, huh? See, so some of you are just trying to survive. So you hear a scripture like this, that God has called you to do God works. You're like, hey, God, I'm just trying to get through. I'm trying to get through this or that or this or that or this or that. Who is going through a this or that right now? Lift your hands. You better lift it higher because you look like you're going through it. So how could God call Gideon to do big things when he's hiding in a wine press? Why did he call Moses to do big things when Moses had just killed a man, K-I-L-T? How come he called Peter when he knew he had a problem with cussing? How come he called Thomas when he knew he had a problem with doubting? Because God knows that his grace is bigger than your weaknesses. You better clap your hands. Come on, people. Say this. Say, rise to the call. Say it again. Say, rise to the call. Can I tell you something? Thank God that I used to get so many invitations to speak all these years because I was so busy, I didn't even know I was messed up. Because if you had 7,000 in Tulsa, maybe center, and then I'd go to the Anaheim Convention Center and have 6,000, and then I'd go to, to Nigeria and have 30,000, 55,000 in Sarabaya, Indonesia, then went to 80, 88,000 in Sarabaya, Indonesia. I was, I was still going through pressure and stuff and Bam and boom and bam and bam and bam and bam. But when all those people would come to see me speak and to pray for the sick, I had to, I had to rise to the occasion. Some of you need something here so you could quit living down here. See, I didn't have a choice. I had to step in. Some of you are not stepping in. And you're fiddling down in the shallow pool. Man. See, God's call is always specific. It's specific. It's always unique. Say unique. But it's always too big for you. If your call does not make you scared, then your call ain't big enough. To start a business is going to be scary without God on you. To, to get out of debt is going to be scary without God out on you. To get one house and the second house and the third house is going to be scary outside of God. But with God, all things are possible. Clap your hands, people. <laughs> Say, walk worthy of the calling. So we said last week about this guy who was doing his best to walk worthy of the calling. And his name is Barach. Barak in the Bible, and it's found in Judges chapter 4, verse 6. And it's an interesting thing that 
God calls Barak to do big things, but he says in verse 8, he says to this lady Deborah that's trying to get him to do it, he says, if you go with me, I will go, Judges chapter 4, verse 8, but if you do not go with me, I refuse to go. So God gives the calling, and I said last week, God gives you the calling, say calling, but you have to commit to the calling, say commit, but you have to have the character to handle the commitment, say character, but then you need to step in and have the courage, say courage. So Barak had the calling, but he lacked the commitment. He had the character, but he lacked the courage. So some of you have a calling, but you lack the commitment. Oh, this is so good. Lord, let me, let me please get some things ready here. God will always call you to an upward calling in a downward time. Oh, this is so powerful. You, but you want to you wanna do some spring cleaning first. Okay, God, let me prepare myself. I'm going to lose four pounds. Come on, somebody. I got to cut my hair. No. God will usually come and get you when you're undone. He'll say, hey, do this specific. Do that unique. Do this. It's too big. It's too big for you in the natural, but it's not too big for you in the supernatural. See, God's going to put, here's a Tim story saying, his super on your natural, and it's going to be supernatural. How am I going to run my family? Supernaturally. How am I going to run my business? Supernaturally. How am I going to run my affairs? Supernaturally. How am I going to age gracefully? Supernaturally. How am I going to be young gracefully? Supernaturally. How am I going to raise these children? Come on, somebody. Supernaturally. How's America still going to be okay in the midst of such silliness? Supernaturally. Clap your hands and shout. Supernaturally. So God called, see God, God called Barack. God called him, but God's called you. You better look at me. Some of you are trying to not give me eye contact. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do this year. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh, I just feel it. Your angel just wants to go like this to you. Wake up, Amber. There's totally a God idea for you right now. Hey, what if this world is not just about you? How weird would that be? I thought it was about me, dude. I came and saw Tim's story. It was kind of cool. You know, he was trying to motivate me and everything. Really, Alex? I didn't know it was all about you. It's very powerful, right? So God says to Barak, rise up and do a duty. Do an assignment, do a mission, do a responsibility. Question is, what is your responsibility for 220? Not just what you feel, what's your responsibility? We are building this church because it's our assignment. And 
eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man. What God has prepared for those that love him. you got to understand that you are a work in progress. This church is a work in progress. Our country is a work in progress. But God's got us. Somebody clap your hands like this is powerful. Come on. See, you've been called. Say, I've been called. But you got to commit. Say, commit. That means to carry out, to engage in. Some of you, look at me. Some of you need to be engaged. If you join LA Fitness, show up. If you buy something uh, late at night and you decide to buy some exercise equipment, actually use it. Do you know that 40%, I got my stats, of exercise equipment that is bought by people is not used past the first week? 40%. So you were up at night, all bloated, and you say, I'm going to get that. Or some of you really went big. I'm going to get the Peloton. And I'm going to exercise with those people. I know it's Peloton. I'm going to exercise with the peoples. I'm going to skittify myself. Get skitty. You know that bike with the hard seat is sitting right there in the same spot. It's good teaching, right? Because we lack commitment. We lack, we lack, we lack, we lack commitment. We lack, we lack, we lack commitment. You know, in the local church today, people come now once every six weeks. In, 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 in my family, when I was a kid, you came every Sunday. Or you were sleeping in the streets. No, for real. My my mother used to make us come. How many, how many had a family where they made you come to church? Lift your hand. See, now today, ooh, let's see how I feel. Ooh, I could, I could catch it online. I'm feeling kind of, I got ache on my right butt cheek. Come on, somebody. Or this is, I'm not. The weather. Don't you think we lack commitment today? I'm not feeling this job. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not, really, is everything about your feelings? Commitment to perform, to carry out, to engage in, to be all in. God is looking for a tribe that is all in. Clap your hands. Come on, people. Come on, stir me up a little bit. I'm on today. Somebody say, all in. Remember my uh, barber? I asked him, how do I get to the Mexican restaurant? He says, okay, you go, you go up. He's Nacho. He was 80-something years of age when he told me this. Hispanic Mexican guy from Mexico. And he says, I said, Nacho, how do you get that one Mexican restaurant? Okay, you go up. You take a left. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. Then you go up. You take a right. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. It's on the left side. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. I said, Nacho, how come after everything you say I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure? He said, because I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> All the promises of God are sure. Say commit. Then you got to work on your character. Your character, which, how many feel like you're working on your character? I don't need to labor on this part. That's the way you think, you feel, you behave. Then you got to work on your courage, your bravery, your boldness, your valor, your doing, your guts. You got to work on your guts. You got to work on your guts. Here comes today's. This is so powerful. Deborah, say Deborah. 
She was a seer. She was a prophetess. I believe a lot of you mothers are seers. How many of you mothers have ever felt your son or daughter was a little off before they even knew they were off? Just lift your hands. Because <laughs> you birthed that child. They were in you for a long time. For real. You can call it intuition or the Holy Spirit, but there's a knowing, there's an understanding. So Deborah was a prophetess, so watch this. And so she saw Barak, and he was in a tough situation. Watch this play on words. This is brilliant. Three words I'm going to give you. Say fold, unfolding, unfolded. God is unfolding your calling. Unfolding means he is revealing and he is slowly manifesting. You're being unfolded. So I came out of the studio one day with Kanye West and his mother was there. And the mother and I was talking to Kanye and the mother says, Kanye, you've always been a prophet. You've been called to be a prophet. That's why you can speak the way you speak, but you need to change the words that you say. And I remember that he kind of just looked. He goes, that's the same thing Tim's telling me. So we knew that he was called. That was 14 years ago. But all his traveling with me and me being around him nonstop, almost sometimes three times a week, people would say to me, your boy Kanye got in trouble, or this didn't work, or he's not doing well. He's not doing, but see, the spirit world was working on him, unfolding him. See, quit looking at life horizontal. This ain't the view. The view's up here. See, some of you are looking at your daughter down here and getting all discouraged. Look at your daughter from up here. You're looking at your son down here. Look at your son from up here. You're looking for, at your husband from down here. Look at your husband from up here. You're looking at your wife from down here. Look at your wife from up here. You're looking at this church from down here. Look at this church from up here. Somebody clap your hands and shout, God is unfolding you. I'm about to speak some brilliance here. <laughs> you, you, you mess things up. By looking at things that are unfolding as though they're not. So when, when, when Deborah comes up on Barak, she sees him as somebody who is unfolding, being manifested. Barak sees himself as something that has folded. You want some brilliance? So, I study the word to fold, as in poker. Who's ever played poker before? Lift your hands. How many know you can fold? You know what that means? I'm out. I quit. Watch. I fold. Who's ever heard that term? I fold. You're playing, Turk. You're playing poker. I fold. I'm out. I fold. I fold. Some of you have folded in your dream. I fold. I fold. You, but you're 14. I know. I fold. I'm out. I'm out, but I'm going to tell my story someday. <laughs> Tim Story, can you get me a book deal? Maybe a movie deal. I'm going to tell my story how I folded at 14. 
I fold. I fold in this relationship. It's so over. I don't need this. I fold. I fold. Tim, the church has hurt me. The church. There are hypocrites in the church. Yeah, there are. And there's hypocrites at McDonald's, but you keep eating Big Macs. Come on, somebody. There's hypocrites. I fold. I fold on religion. I fold on God. Somebody sent me a text this week. F Christianity. What he's saying is, I fold. Come on, people. I fold. I fold. I see people in my meetings when I do these big motivational seminars. They look at me like, I fold, little Smokey Robinson. Some people, you could motivate them until you change colors. But they're like this. I fold. I put my cards down. You not see me put my cards down. So Brock said, I fold. Deborah said, I don't think so. Because you want some brilliance? They do. The people watching me want some. Watch. Brock said, I fold. Because he was playing down here. Deborah said, you will not fold because you are unfolding. And I see you completely unfold. I see the end. I see the end. I see the end. And in the end, you win. So get up. Get going, because in the end, you win. Somebody clap. Come on. Is that powerful? Get up. Get up, Brock. Get up. Get up. For five miles, she spoke to his spirit. Get up. I saw the end. I saw the finish. I fold. Get up. I fold. I fold. Hope pastor's good today because I feel like folding. Don't threaten us. Lydia, how powerful this is. I fold. There's a look. There's a look to I fold. I have the right to, whatever. I fold. I fold. Brock said, I fold. Deborah said, I don't think so, because you're unfolding. Why would you fold while you're unfolding? Why would you fold while you're unfolding? So I have a question for you. Why would you fold your business when you're unfolding? Why would you fold your relationship while you're unfolding? Why would you fold, come on somebody, on a church when you're unfolding? Why would you... And a relationship with this country. Come on, somebody. While we're unfolding. America, are you hearing me? Is unfolding. Brilliance is coming. Somebody give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on, keep clapping. Hey! 
I speak to the young people. The young people are fired up. The young people are saying, get out of my way. I got stuff to do. This place is not going in the toilet. The young people of this world are excited. They're motivated. They're not intimidated. Somebody clap your hands and shout. Nobody's folding. I said, nobody's folding. I fold. Not me. I've been half dead still praising God. Hallelujah, God. I've got holes in me before and I'm still praising him. Thank you, God. Seriously. Thank you for these three holes. These people shot me on the right side. I ain't quitting. How come? How come? How come? Because he's the author and the finisher. He's the author and the finisher. He's the author and the finisher. He's the beginner of my faith, but he's the finisher of my faith. What kind of contractor would come in and start a house and not finish the doggone thing? Why would Christ save my family that was in a pit and not let me finish up strong? Somebody pay attention to an amazing, merciful finisher. Somebody clap. Come on, people. Hebrews 12.1, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Finisher means perfecter, completer of the assignment. He is the completer of the assignment. Are you trying to tell me your assignment is over? You quit being a dead person walking. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what he's been through. You don't know what she's been through. You don't know what she's been through. You don't know what he's been through. You don't know. You don't know what the sound guy's been through. You don't know what the guy over there stands. You don't. You don't know what Will's been through. Will Mays. You don't know what he's been through. You don't. You know. We see. We all don't know what we've been through. But the finisher wants to finish. He wants to finish so bad that he decided not to live on the outside of you, but to come on the inside of you. How can I quit when I've been rigged <laughs> with the finisher, the creator? How are you so creative? I got the creator on the inside of me. It's very powerful stuff, huh? I'm rigged to win. I'm sentenced to success. I'm fixed. It's not fair, devil. I've been rigged to win. I got the finisher on my inside. The finisher, the finisher, the finisher's on my inside. The finisher's on your inside. The finisher's on your inside. The finisher's on side of you and telling you, finish, finish, get up, get up and finish, get up and finish. You're still unfolding. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish the finisher. Deborah said, you're trying to fold. I see you unfolding, but I see you unfolded because God just gave me a glimpse of your finish. Do you know that I think I know the age that I'm going to die? I'm not going to tell you, but it's a long time from now. 
but I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out in power. I want to sit on a chair. I want to watch ESPN. And I want them to say, dun, 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 bam. Glorified body. What's up, Abraham? Moses. We're here for eternity. Don't worry. I'll come to your party. We're here for eternity. Don't be bothering me. I just got here. I know all you've heard about me, life coach of the stars. I ain't got no time right now. I just got here. I'll be here forever. Angels, low five, bam. I'm rigged. I've been rigged for success. How did you get all these jars in Hollywood? I'm rigged for success. How are you doing all these projects with Oprah? I'm rigged for success. And so are you. So why are you playing down here? You did not come to church today. My, my elbow hurts. Two more minutes, watch. How powerful is this today? How many of you don't want to fold? Clap your hands. I understand the pain. I didn't ask for all these people to die in my family. I didn't ask for people to try to kill me, beat me up. Slap me upside the head like I've been slapped, literally slapped overseas, punched in the face. I didn't ask for that. Nobody wakes up and says, punch me in the face day. But I'm rigged. He's in me. Finish, finish, story, finish. I'm going through stuff. Finish. I'm getting tired. Finish. I'll empower you. I'll embrace you, I'll restore you, I'll renew you, I'll replenish you, I'll anoint you. <laughs> Come on and clap. Close with this story. John Osteen, John Osteen, who is the father of Joel Osteen, he's in heaven. He was one of my great friends. I started preaching for him at 27 years of age. Think about that, 27 at John Osteen's church. So John Osteen tells a story. He says that he had a dream one day, and all of a sudden, whew, the devil showed up right in front of him. And, and John Osteen started going backwards, and the devil was chasing him and coming towards him. Some of you feel like the devil's after you right now. Ooh, if you only knew what was going on in my life, the devil's after me. And so, and so, and so John Osteen said in the dream, he was saying, sick him, Jesus, sick him. Jesus, he's coming after me. He said, all of a sudden, shoo, Jesus showed up in the middle. He says, now sick him, Jesus. And he said, I started walking backwards, and Jesus started walking backwards. And he said, all of a sudden, Jesus grabbed me, and he said, hold on. And he stepped in his body. He says, now I'm inside of you. Greater is he that is inside of you than he that's in the world. I'm done preaching. Give the Lord a clap. Thanks for listening to the Congregation Podcast. For more information about the congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community. Check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.